be a part of this. This is just one of those days that I'm just so grateful that the Navy asked me to take this assignment. This morning we talked about, and I talked about, just the anticipation that came with Christmas Eve, especially that comes in the morning, the anticipation of opening presents the next day, the anticipation of seeing what Santa brought me, the anticipation of seeing what my parents got me, the anticipation of seeing what these mysterious boxes were, whether my Christmas list would actually come true. And the irony is that usually whenever Christmas did roll around, I was usually, and I hate to say this, but because I was such a greedy kid, I was usually a little bit disappointed. Usually things that I asked for that I didn't get, they're usually these big giant boxes that I thought that would be very incredible that kind of didn't really weren't all that all that amazing. And they were some little toys that I ultimately thought kind of didn't really matter too much. It, they, you know, it never really was the PlayStation that I asked for, or the N64, or the this or that, you know, all these things. It's, it ended up often being some very small presents that I would often get, at least in my own eyes. But looking back at my childhood and looking back at my Christmases, these small presents ended up having a pretty massive impact on me. These small presents actually kind of reminded me and showed me that big things really do come in small packages. One of the things that I got whenever I was a kid was a little mini tool chest. It was, it was made of wood, I'll never forget, it was made of wood, it was, it was a, a tri-fold kind of little tool chest. It had a bunch of, a bunch of different like chisels and, and hammers and, and a little saw. And I remember distinctly getting it for the first time in Christmas and really kind of writing it off. It wasn't that, it looked, hey, it was like kind of cool, whatever, I guess, but it wasn't that amazing. But then as kind of life went on and I was a bored kid, ultimately, what did I turn to? That tool chest. And that tool chest, using the hammer and using the chisel and using the saw, I, I ended up kind of making and kind of forming things that would deeply impact my childhood. I made wooden ducks, slingshots, wooden swords that I would use to beat up my brother with, not encouraging you kids to do that, but it was just the reality. Uh, and lots of things that would ultimately satiate my creativity as a young kid. Those swords, those ducks, those little things that I would end up making, the little trinkets, ended up becoming bigger trinkets. Ended up being things like trebuchets metalworks like batarangs and, and, and medieval armor, these things that kind of I nerded out with as a middle schooler in high school. These things ended up being and leading ultimately to a job in construction, and then later on, a job, not a job, excuse me, but ultimately a, a, a lot of study in the field of engineering at LSU. And all these things kind of ended up bearing into kind of how I feel today, and that was ultimately a heart for what you all do in the Navy. A heart for engineering. A heart for hard work. A heart for the people in America who do the dirty jobs that ultimately keep our great nation safe. I believe that appreciation all started with that one little present, that wooden toolbox. The same thing applied to my Catholicism. 
Whenever I was a little kid, I'll never forget, my mother gave me a Catholic youth Bible. Didn't think much of it, wasn't really interested in reading at the time, reading was a little bit boring, but as time went on, I started to realize that that youth Bible was a whole lot more useful than the big present that I got that Christmas, which was a punching bag. I did enjoy the punching bag, don't get me wrong, but as you can tell, I am not a career boxer. As things went on, that youth Bible ended up becoming a youth group, and ultimately that youth group led to daily mass, daily mass led to seminary, and ultimately where I am today, the priesthood, which quite frankly is the most fulfilling endeavor that I can ever imagine. It's been the greatest gift of my life. A little thing, a little present, can end up becoming a really, really great experience and lead to really, really great things. My friends, the same sequence happens and happens to the world on Christmas Day. You see, in the backdrop, we have Augustus Caesar. Now, Augustus Caesar is a fascinating character in history. He was the very first Caesar of the Roman Empire. In fact, not only was he the first Caesar, he was the longest reigning Caesar. If we remember before that, that time, the, the empire was a, a republic run by the Senate, and there was, there was kind of an emperor there, but ultimately he was the first Caesar, and essentially he was the first dictator, if you will. And it was his leadership and his rule that ultimately expanded the Roman Empire to almost the height of its expansion. It did expand a little bit more afterward, but it was, it, it was not, it, nobody really compared to the expansion that he brought about. It was he also who ultimately acquired Spain. He was the one who ultimately acquired Egypt and even acquired Turkey. It was Augustus Caesar that had one of the biggest impacts on the Roman Empire. In fact, I would argue he was probably one of the most influential Roman rulers in history. Now you have him, in today's gospel, running a census, trying to take inventory of what, you, what he's got. And yet, as he's looking for all of the big players, as he's looking for all the big presents, the big armies, the resources, all that, he misses that small little gift that was nestled inside the backwoods of his very empire. That small little gift, of course, is the gift that we all know of. That infant, wrapped in swaddling clothing, and placed not in a bed in an inn, not in a palace, but a feed trough. That's essentially what a manger is. It's just a feed trough, a place where you pour corn in for donkeys and, 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 and farm animals to ultimately nibble on. And the reality is, in that feed trough, at that very moment, we could have a decision. We, we're looking, what we, what we do is whenever we look at that feed trough, we see that child there. If we're honest with ourselves, we would probably look and say, actually, this is a very poetic, beautiful thing. But the real, the real poetry, the real beauty, the real greatness is over there in Rome. He's in Augustus Caesar. He's in might, in power, in strength, in military greatness. That is what the, where the real poetry lies. That's where the real greatness lies. That's the temptation of all of us. We tend to gravitate toward the big. We tend to gravitate toward the mighty. 
We tend to gravitate toward those big extravagant things that ultimately we think are going to change lives and change human history. But my friends, history speaks for itself. The fact is, most of us probably wouldn't have known much about Augustus Caesar had I not just mentioned it. I myself had to look up to make sure that Augustus Caesar actually was the first Caesar. And I had no idea until I was preparing for this homily that Augustus Caesar reigned for 41 years and was the longest reigning Caesar of the Roman Empire. And I think about the Roman Empire a lot. But the thing is, that's, that's Augustus Caesar, supposedly at the time the greatest man to ever walk the face of the earth, who ruled the greatest empire to walk the face of the earth. And yet, he's forgotten by human history. There are no Augustus Caesar plays going on by kids every year. There's no groups of people to coming together to pay homage to a statue of Augustus Caesar. There's no number of people singing Augustus Caesar carols. But there are those singing Christmas carols. There are those honoring him at nativity plays. There are those coming in and honoring him at Mass. In other words, what this beautiful incredible feast day reminds us of is that big things really do come in small packages. And so my friends, I want to encourage you as we move on and as we start the Christmas season, as the gifts start coming in and as we start to intermingle with our families, whether it's through phone calls, whether it's through face-to-face personages, whether it's going back to the States, whatever it might be, the temptation is always to gravitate toward the great. The temptation is always to to, to focus on the big things and overlook the small. But I want to encourage you to look and appreciate all the small things in life that's been given to you. All those small deeds that your mother and your father has performed to you to give you the life that you have now. All the little things, all the little signs of love that your siblings may have shown you. Just even if it might have been some tough love. All those little things that you have. All these little things are gifts. All these little things are precious gifts that have had huge impacts on our lives, much bigger than those big ultimate things that read on the headlines, much bigger than anything that a political leader could ever give us. My friends, ultimately, if we want to see God, we don't need to look at the big, but we need to look at the little. Because he himself, on this very day, became a little thing in a very small package, leading to the ultimate of the changing of human history.